tuned in live to the Fly Sports and Entertainment Podcast in all the U.S. This is Stat Lines Matter. I am your host, Mark E. Stewart. This is my partner, as always, Mr. Rob Hunter Jr. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Hey, he pointed to the camera. I'm pointing to the cameras out there. 70s black exploitation film, like. Believe it. Like, hey, what's up, my ladies? Hey, the camera is your friend. <laughs> what's going on with you, brother? Hey, man, I'm happy to be in the place. Uh, it's been a interesting week. It has um, been. I'm sure we're gonna go over every. Well, not everything. But we're gonna go over the stuff that matters. Well, yeah. I mean, and we just gonna we're gonna flow with it freely. Um, actually, uh, in our last episode, we didn't get an opportunity to acknowledge the uh, the passing of a uh, artistic and creative legend, Mr. Virgil Abloh. And I want to just take a minute to um, you know uh, acknowledge him, acknowledge his life and and his passing. Yes, uh, we lost him uh, far too early at the uh age of 41 41 years old you know the interesting thing about that is i uh you know was reading up on it you know it, nobody knew except for a select few people right um kanye knew yeah. um where they you know they were obviously really close and that that relationship has been well documented um but he died the same way as chadwick boseman you know privately right nobody knew and then all of a sudden you know you get the you get the the, the news alert across your phone or wherever yeah. you were and say, oh, okay, man, he's you know he's, he's gone, and you have these visions of health seemingly. You know, this guy's walking around. Uh, you know, um, the last the last thing that I saw was him handing a, a snowboard to a, a, a legendary snowboarder that he the snowboarder wanted him to design his snowboard. Wow! And it was on the streets of of New York. He's just walking down by himself. They meet up like kind of like, hey, meet me at the corner and. <laughs> He hands him the snowboard. But, uh, yeah, Virgil Abloh, 41 years old, leaves behind a wife and two kids. Um, another uh, one of those things that uh, Kanye West, uh, a career that he helped foster. Right. Um, I believe they met in, he, they met at a, a, a print shop in Chicago mm. um, back in 08. Um, they fostered their relationship via his uh, deal with, uh, a shoe deal with Louis Vuitton. Took him over there in 09. And then they started the, uh, the uh Internship at Fendi together, mm-hmm. where they were making five hundred bucks a month. There you go, five hundred bucks a month for that's, six months, and yeah, that's they, what I was making when I first started in the music. Made him the creative director at Donda <laughs> uh, in two thousand ten, yeah. and, and you know he just flourished from there. Yeah, nah, he was a beast, and and uh, one of the the guys who, you know, even if you didn't, and I think everybody kind of knew who he was, but even if you didn't, his mark will live far beyond his forty one years, like the things that he accomplished. Um, you know, you can't, I always say that, like, you know, you, they can't take your wins off the board. And he had those things and he was super accomplished. And, uh, man, you know what? He will be missed. Big and, 10 guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Rockford, Rockford, Illinois. Well, he went to Wisconsin. He went to Wisconsin? Went to Wisconsin. Studied civil engineering and got an architecture degree from Illinois Tech. Okay. So, yeah, now definitely a Midwest guy. And, uh, you know, um, people try to say Rockford is Chicago, but it ain't. Well, how far is it away? It's, it's 90 minutes. Oh yeah, that's not Chicago. Maybe, maybe, maybe less. Maybe a little bit less. But it's not metro. Like it ain't like Alfred. Nah, it's not. So. Nah, it's okay. definitely not. Like if you if you're in Rockford, you're not going to the city. So you never go to the. City. So it makes his 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 ascent that much more unique. Well, eventually you find because it is Chicago is the center, and he's relatively close to uh, Milwaukee too. So black folks is not trying to break it. They're not going to Rockford to try to make it. No. 
Okay. So he made it. They're out. leaving Rockford. Yeah. To his credit, he made it out. Okay. All right. So just just to, so if anybody had any bright ideas, be like, oh, he was from Rockford. We Let got to go to up. Rockford. Nah, don't, yeah, don't, he, don't don't go up there looking he, for that. He didn't get on there. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, also, uh, in that I believe in that same week, on a lighter note, uh, was the the versus battle oh. between uh, your boys three six. Wait, who's more your boy three six mafia or? Um, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Okay, that's your that's all your vibe. All right, so more my boys. Okay, I gotta I gotta shout out probably Bone then because that's one of the groups that I work with early in the record business. Uh, to how I kind of got to you guys. Yeah. Uh, because I was doing some uh some some interning for Relativity, who obviously distributed Ruthless Records, who they were signed to Easy E, uh, and got my first check from Easy E through you guys on Forbidden. Um. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um. Yeah, so it would have to be them because every time they came in town, I was always at the shows, meeting them at the hotel. So just from a from a first hand, yeah, right, it's right. them. But as far as like the records are concerned, it's easily three six, uh, and that that was evident in the in the verses battle. Now, okay, now I got when we when we uh, when we talked about this in our pre production, and you brought up yeah, I messed with three six. Now last week you said right here. If it have anything to do with the devil, I don't mess with it. This is true. Now, now I want you to like I want you to explain to to our listeners how last week you were telling Satan to get behind you. Yeah. And then this week you welcoming three six mafia in the front door. I can't. I don't know. It's just they hard and that's it. You know. <laughs> I mean, I I can't resolve that. Okay. I okay. I'll do this. I, I actually I can't. Because they never really glorified Satan in their music, um, from a from a overt standpoint. Neither where does, neither does I. He giving the devil a dang on that. He did devil shoes with the pentagram with real human shoes. blood. That's that, not music. That's the devil. But he, that's, he creating. That's, but that's shoes. The though. upside down cross hanging off the Air Max. I mean, upside down star. Like that's just the shoes. No, nah, it's in human blood inside the shoe. That's crazy. Yeah, and that's that's. Yeah, I don't. I'm not getting those. That's your boy Montero. Yeah, you know that, what I'm yeah. saying. Like, ain't he think, giving the devil a lap dance? Yeah, that was weird. Like, I'm not doing this. Three six eight. I mean, they did slop on my knob. I can get with that. <laughs> I like that because that's what I be wanting to happen to me. Wow. I don't want to get a devil no lap dance. No, no. And I don't want him to give me one. No. I don't. I don't yeah, want no, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, like but, I need my 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 Satan dressed up in a stripper. You know what I'm saying? Yo. Like a girl. Like, like I need mine dressed up as Hennessy. I Yo. need mine dressed up, you know what I'm saying, as pornography. I don't need, like, overt Satan. I'm going to easily be, I'm going to evade that like Gail says. That's so, so funny. I, I just, again, want to go on record and say it. I just literally think he was trying to get everybody, get everybody's attention. But even if you go, you know, I'm going to play with the devil to get y'all's attention. Like, that to me, that's a bridge too far. Fair enough. I'm from, hey man, I'm a country boy, you know, so the devil, like, he, he literally met the devil at the crossroads and made a deal, and his career went off. I don't know if y'all seen Old Brother were out there, but that's part of that whole scene with the guy playing a good, anyway, funny. point it. That, that's absolutely funny. Um, I, I think, um, I didn't really get into too much of the, um, to the versus battle. It oh. wasn't musically, it just didn't, it didn't get there for me. Although I will say, um, did you see any other highlights? Yeah, well, I saw the highlights when they got to was it Busy Bone? Did you see Terrence Howard come out and do? Uh, yes. man, that that was yo. I saw all that of was this lit. stuff afterwards. Like that was. I didn't like, have to do that to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to help, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when they brought, I was like, oh, it's over with. It's so I mean, yeah. I mean, and it really lets you know, like, okay, so Bone just they just had they had 
they should have went up against an R&B group or something. Like they, all they hits is slow. Even Crossroads, which yeah. was a massive yeah. record, it doesn't. What, what I and, and if and if you ever so if any artists if you planning on doing a versus battle, you got to realize this now without COVID, and people can actually it's a, it's crowd based. You have to get the crowd hype, and what three six think? has nothing but those records. Well, one of my favorite one of my favorite records is uh, favorite rap records, hip hop records is uh, Band to Make a Dance. Like, oh. and it's that record. It's so nasty. Like it, it. I, I don't. I'm not squeamish in any way. But you can't play that. Like you can't. You feel funny playing that around your most ratchet friends. Rubber off. I'm stretching that. Yeah. No. Like. Whoa. It's like whoa, bro. Yeah, like yeah. any limits to any of this? Nah. But uh, it. I will say this too about Bones, Thugs, and Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, I want to shout out to them because they let us use one of their samples. Uh, first of the month. We sampled in my artist MKXYZ out on RZ3 Recordings slash Epic Records, records and tape. Download, stream Download, that. Stream that right now. No, shameless plug. Uh, also, want to shout out Saucedo. He's out his records in the in the stores in the on the virtual stores. I'm old school, and we just dropped IMO out to UK yesterday. RZ3 Recordings in the building, so I had to do that. Um, but we did sample uh, first of the month. On MK's new and I helped promote project. that record again. So okay, quick small story. I know we're running over here. So when I got the material for Bones' first album, I forget the I forgot the name. Well, their second, their actual, the first one was an EP, uh, which was established, I believe, uh, East ninety nine. But the second one with Crossroads on it and all of that. Yeah. So I got like all these stickers and I got all this promo material, right? Tapes, I don't want, tapes and CDs at the time. And uh, so I was going to the little community college called the Cab back then. So I would get there early in the morning and I would just start plastering bone stickers. <laughs> and they were big, eight by 10. I would put them all over in the bathrooms, all in the girls' bathroom. I go in there real quick and the boys' bathroom. <laughs> and, and so the uh, the janitor <laughs> had this vexed look. Hey, you know, I've been putting up all them stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning I got to come in and take him down. <laughs> it take me take me fifteen minutes for one damn sticker. I'm like, nah, hey, hey, my backpack was full of those stickers. I was like, nah, I have no idea, sir. But the thing was, it was only me and him in the school at the time, wow. <laughs> and he knew it was me. I like, oh, so I'm sorry, sir. I really I don't know, but I'll let you know if what? I see someone, I'm gonna report it. Yo, so <laughs> he was mad disgruntled. Yeah, he was the quintessential janitor with all the keys. Right. Oh yeah. And he was. He would had to be like in his sixties. Hey, you said I put up all the stickers. I'm sure he was mad. <laughs> He's like, I mean, it take me 15 minutes for one damn sticker. Yeah. Like if you if you've been in janitorial work, you probably been there for a minute. So he was just his disposition was in a certain space already. Yeah. And it was like and, and it was like 6:58 in the morning. Yeah. I would. I mean, you could be going into the best job at 6:58 in the morning and have that exact disposition. And, and, and at that time, I probably put up like. 13 stickers. Awful. I'd have been so upset. Um, I want to talk about real quick uh, your boy. See, I want, well, actually, we haven't had a chance to talk about this, so this is good that we can do this right here. I have a real issue with these uh, YouTube boxers, like these Jake Pauls, and and now you got these guys that are uh, Darren Williams is fighting. You know what I'm saying? Who is that? From the NBA, ex-NBA player. Darren Williams went to uh, went to Illinois University of Illinois played for Utah. Deron, yeah, Deron. Oh, okay, yeah, it was. I okay. think it's Darren. I think it's Darren. D-E-R-R-O-N? Yeah. Think it's Darren. Yeah. He's like he was five. Yeah, yeah. Now he he boxing. play. He boxing. He boxing somebody. He boxing. Uh, 
like Frank Gore or somebody like that. Like dead ass. Well, I mean, yeah, all the sports is entertainment, you know. Yeah, so. but okay, that's okay. So give me your like, give me your how you see it because I have a, I feel like they're ruining the sweet science, but they're getting money. Jake Paul and yeah, and I think his brother or whatever they're getting money. Man. I think for me, like just just stepping back and analyzing it, just from I have a kid who's in the sports and trying to figure out why do certain athletes have more following than the other one why like you know you take Evander Holyfield who was a better champion beat better fighters than Mike Tyson but he's nowhere nearly as popular and it's 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 what's your what what's your what is your charisma like do you have any you know are you able to get people engaged away from what it is you actually do Mike Tyson was able to do that Tim Tebow was able to do that Floyd Mayweather is able to do that so if you're able to draw a crowd you got you know Floyd fighting out who's it Logan Paul um, you got Floyd fighting uh, Conor McGregor, who I mean, both of these guys. I mean, Conor McGregor's nothing, nothing special. I mean, maybe he was. I don't know what he was doing in the. I know he ain't really knocked that many people out in his MMA fight. But at so, least that was a legitimate career. But the, the point, but the the point I'm making is their personalities. Like Conor McGregor, I would say is bigger than Khabib. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's Conor McGregor's it, a household name. So, so it's who? Yeah, he's he's got the whiskeys and whatnot. Yeah, no, he's serious. So the whiskeys. He's got one whiskey anyway. Uh, but with all the money he got, he get money. It feel like whiskeys. he got multiple whiskeys. Yeah, yeah. So, he got drank. He got. <laughs> you don't even call it when you get that money. He drank. Yeah, I got that drank for your ass. Uh, so so my point is is that it's just the what, what are those personalities like? Like Mike Tyson legitimately never beat a great opponent. Yeah, we talk about that all the time. Never beat a great every time he met he a, me a, a hater. A great opponent, he got waxed. Every time. Every single time. So but but you look at Mike, he's he's still is he the most is he the most popular fighter in history outside of maybe Muhammad Ali? Yeah, I think he's second. So and never beat a great champion. No. And look at you look at Muhammad Muhammad Ali had both. He had style and substance. 100%. So if you can marry both. So my point is that, that okay, so taking it back to the original question which is the YouTube question. I think it's off. It's all about what you choose to 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 engage in to ante up for. If you think that that's going to be a great fight, then you know that's for you. I think it's you know what I th- I think it's great because sports entertainment it's sports in, in particular is part of the entertainment buffet. Right. That's what it is. So if you don't want to like you may your thing, your, your thing may be music. Right. It may not be if you like sports, then your thing may be, you know, gym women's gymnastics. Right. It may be NBA. It could be all of those things. This is another opportunity for people who follow I don't know who's following Darren Williams. But if you if you find that he interesting, trying, but he trying, obviously trying to get his shine. If you <laughs> if you find I'm that, it. yeah, it's it's weird though. It's weird. And why is Frank Gore doing? He, man, you got two knee surgeries. You went on ahead and you three ran knee surgeries. three knee surgeries. You, you had a great NFL career. Yeah. Like what you what you doing fighting? Man, I don't and why are you fighting him? That bread. I guess it's, I, if you can, you know, it'd be fine if if he would if he would fight like of uh, another Florida, Florida State legend. That would be Miami, five. Florida. Yeah, that would yeah, be Miami, yeah. Florida. And then yeah. bring out all of you, and then yeah. bring out like Prime it. show up, you know. And then they start they start side betting, <laughs> like you know that yeah. would be lit. But all yeah, that other I, stuff. I just I have some I have some real trouble with it. But I'm I'm coming around, and I I do respect your 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 take on it. And and people have told me similar things. I'm just like man, y'all are killing, y'all are just killing. I like real boxing, but it's almost like. Real boxing is taking a backseat to MMA. Yeah. And now this. I think this is, and like, you know, you got Jake Paul, you know, calling Tyson Fury's brother. Tommy. Like, Tommy, Fury, Tommy Fury? Tommy Fury, yeah. Yeah, and so they beefing and going Who back and forth. Who is, is, is mixed. His mom's from Africa. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, See, so, I, I don't know nothing so about that's that. his half-brother. So his, his, his brother, Tommy, is undefeated, 7-0, 4 knockout. So this will probably be the closest to a legitimate fight. Well, he fought Tyrone Woodley, but this is actually a boxer. He fought Tyrone Willingham? Woodley. Oh, okay. Remember, I, I we fight inter- Tyrone Willingham. We we interviewed uh, him at the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he 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 had a chest infection. He broke his rib. He canceled the fight. Jake Paul said that him and his brother Tyson have vaginitis. They're scared. Uh, he doesn't believe that. He I don't even know what that is. Apparently, it's a thing. Like when I typed it in, Google finished it. Now, I ain't look up the definition. I just knew that he meant it in a derogatory way, which is like, it, like it, I didn't need to know what it actually yeah. was. I just like it was like I'm you like, use a lot of big words. Yeah, I'm like that's a thing. But Vaginite? I'm gonna take it as a sign of disrespect because because like vagin already sound bad, but vaginitis. Like itis, any itis. Well, vagin don't sound bad until you slap itis on the but end. But what's good about Pride. vagin? Because in what root, way would it ever be word, good? The root word is vagina, which is positive. Yeah, v- vagina is all positive. Yeah, so, and then you add itis. But would you? Want and now I go left. But I can't go with vagin. She go. She gave me that vagin. No, that sounds like she gave you something. Nice. Yeah, she gave you something. She gave you that vagin. <laughs> she gave you something. Well, you know what? I take vagin. If she <laughs> yeah. said I'm gonna give you this vagin, I I take that. But not I mean, with the itis. Nah. Yeah, let's hold the. Ice. I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, it just. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 he replaced him with Tyrone Woodley. So Tyrone Woodley's getting his rematch. What he really 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 wanted. He replaced him with Tyrone Woodley, which uh, Jake Paul won that in a split decision. See, you're talking about this like this is legitimate. This is all illegitimate. Okay. Okay. Will Will this uh, tickle your fancy? Jake Paul has offered Tyrone Woodley a five hundred thousand dollar knockout bonus if he can knock him out. I saw that. I mean that's that's, that's real. I mean bread. that yeah, I mean that's real bread, that's and that's real that, that's ending up the, the competitive yeah. level, the yeah. competition. So no, whatever. Uh, but you know it's funny. You said uh, I thought you said Tyrone Willing, and we're talking about love. this, and not Javante Tank David, who just it's, fought it, and won. But he fought on a Sunday. I so, know. Like, but I was like, doing? what is that? Like Saturday night is. But in this football on Sunday, yeah. It's Why are you doing Saturday, that? But you you look for it. Yes. On Sunday, you still look. I mean, on Saturday, the fight starts. This is the fight time, Floyd and, and uh, team. You know this better. It's Saturday night at around 11 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be doing on the Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. come on, quit playing. I, that's why, like, I just I didn't watch the fight. I don't know where it came on. I just I did defiance. And the fight, the fight was in Atlanta, wasn't it? I they had it here. I, I somebody called me and said, "Hey, by the way, you know this fight is happening." Yeah, and then and then there was no promotion. Don't feel like Terrible. like who promoted that. I think it was the money team. Ain't, the, ain't, ain't he signed to uh, Floyd must, now? Floyd must have kept all the promotion. <laughs> didn't, didn't put it into the promotion of the fight. Well, you know what fight I would want? I would like to fight Ty Willingham. Ty Willingham. And you know I have a, I'd fight him in the cage match. He rescued your program. For, he rescued it from nothing. From George O'Leary's embarrassment. He Whatever. Like, nobody yeah, even knows. Yeah. George O'Leary went away and haven't been Yeah, because Tyrone Willingham helped it go away fast when he started out with eight-game winning streak, I think. It's so, it's so funny how that was so overblown it was not. at that time when you think about. So, let's reset. And he became Ty. Let's, okay. let's reset when you start, when He was Tyrone when he first got there. He started winning and he became Ty. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm not even going to address this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this into a positive area with the hiring of the first African-American coach at the University of Notre Dame, Mr. Marcus Freeman. We're real excited to have you. Ty did not count. We're going <laughs> to pretend like Ty, Tyrone, whatever his mama named him, like whatever that era was, was a disaster. Hey, let me tell you. Indy, in the place to be, we back. We got a real coach, real Tyrone is black as it gets, and he was on your sideline. Ruining recruiting. He wasn't, I remember that, great. He wasn't was, that great of a recruiter. 
Huh? He wasn't that great of a recruiter. No, he was awful. He wasn't that great. Hey, His, he went. Yeah. He inherited a, a top ten class, which was eight, and then we dropped the next year to nineteen. And then the year he got fired, we were thirty seven. We haven't been out of the top fifteen since he left. Well, and you said Brian Kelly lazy though. Yeah, but we still still had top ten recruiting class. That could have BK though. No, BK saved the program. The original person who saved the program, oh, Charlie. Was Charlie, White. Charlie, yeah, Charlie. So Charlie that's was right. the one who Charlie, Charlie was a hell of a recruiter. He could recruit because he just yeah, go in there and yeah. put his rings down, and, and that that would be like, oh, okay, then run. You know what they do? And yeah, okay, y'all, but we can add, coach them. We can edit this out if y'all want. Okay, so Isaiah. Oh, sorry. So, so what Alabama does to get basketball players is they bring in Nick Saban. I'm sure. <laughs> so they like they go play football, yeah. but they bring in Nick. Because Nick is a star, like in in Tuscaloosa, he's a star. He runs the state. We talked about. But it. like, what is Nick? What? what I mean, what, he gonna come coach the basketball team? Like, no. But what you do is you bring out. You try all to those wild. Stars. Yeah, you, yeah. You, it's a wild factor. So they gonna bring in. Yeah. They gonna bring in Joe Namath. <laughs> Georgia need to bring in. If, if, no, I, I told you, Georgia need to bring in the rappers. No, Georgia Tech. If Georgia Tech want to get back, because Georgia Tech is in Atlanta. Yeah. If they want to get popping. Bring in Quavo then. Bring yeah, in all Gucci, the new bring in Gucci, all, all the boys. Air Lab one on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Georgia, 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 and Georgia, check would mean something. And they need to be on the sidelines with the with the little Letterman jackets on. One hundred percent. Like drinking the Gatorade from the boys. Yeah. Like they over there. When the boy need a Gatorade, they can't even get none because Quavo got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that's what needs. Hey, to the happen. whole group in line. It, it, Quavo, Quavo offset, offset take off. <laughs> they, they just in like, hey, hurry up. <laughs> and this, and this, Players the quarterback behind. needs something. No, man. No, I'm very all, all seriousness, man. I'm really excited because we talked about this uh, in our last podcast. Um, who would be the coach? Where? Where? Which way would we go? And I'm really, really happy that uh, Father Jenkins, Jack Swarbrick, Is Father Jenkins, black. No, his Father Jenkins does sound like a. a he black, sounds super black. No, he's very much a priest. So his family owned the Jenkins, the Black Jenkins. Of course, all of okay. our. I mean, all, the, the, all of our names. Yeah, but I mean that's direct. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Father Jenkins, like damn. Nah, it's, it's all direct. Ain't none up. of these our names. You know I mean? All right, so go ahead. So I ain't know y'all had. Damn, I was hoping you'd be like, yeah, Father Jenkins. Nah, is black. Father, no, Father Jenkins is not black. They, <laughs> um, but Father Jenkins, Jack Swarbrick, um, they move swiftly and I believe correctly in hiring this dynamic young coach from uh, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, he is uh, black and Korean. Shout out to the um, Dayton family. Yeah, uh, but he's a family man, 35 years old, six kids. Um, just a real, like, he was a five-star recruit coming out. Went of to Ohio school. State. Went to Ohio State, and uh, if it wasn't for the discovery of an enlarged heart, he probably would have had a nice NFL career with the Bears. You uh, So welcome to South Bend. Yeah, yeah, seriously, welcome. I'm, I'm over and, the moon. And anything you need from me, like I know we don't really do the whole like Luke, you know, proximity, but I would be the Luke to Notre Dame. He's talking about Luke Skywalker for those yeah, that like, initiated. You know, how Luke had. <laughs> like that Luke. So 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 do did you hear that he actually initially accepted the defensive coordinator position at no, LSU? No, that's not. I knew you were gonna come in with that did bullshit. He, he did not. He said anything. yeah, but he, he said, said I need to talk to my he wife. He said I need to talk to my wife, which He's, is everybody knows is the universal excuse for I ain't doing that. But let me come up. Let me go blame it on my wife. Why come up with the excuse? He knew good and well. He because here's the thing. Context. This man had. Other offers. He had other offers that came, head coaching offers. So why would you immediately jump and take a coordinating position that you turned down the year before? It wasn't at LSU, though. It was at LSU. No, it wasn't? Yes, it was. 
Alright. Get your come on, man. Get your get your information together. Come on. Get, hey, get hey, y'all, y'all Google that. I think he just he, he he got me on that right now. Why would I not know this? I don't know. I don't know. I, I just felt like being a contrarian in that moment. No, he 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 was up for the, the LSU job last year. He turned it down, took Notre Dame. So why would you in one season go back? Cause he liked BK, in, Brian in Kelly. Same that's position. why he left. Um, that's why he left since uh Cincinnati. Because he, he liked Brian Kelly. He left Cincinnati because Notre him Dame and Brian was Kelly had a relationship. Of Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly hired him. So then why? You know, so yeah, but anyway, no. Well, but he got the gig. I mean, I he, mean, he ascended as fast as anybody up the coaching ranks that I've ever seen. Like the in the in the realm of like the Lane Kiffin, oh, he did stuff like that. But I just think he'll ultimately have a better go of it because I think when you're the coach of Notre Dame, um, yes, there's plenty of demands on it, and I and I'm concerned that that it's not overwhelming to him. I want him to stay focused on the things that are happening on the field and get someone else to handle the bureaucracy of what being an ND coach is. He actually admitted it was overwhelming. Yeah. He said it is. He said, but he tries to break it down into smaller goals mm-hmm. every day, um, which I think for me. Because we ask a lot of our coach. For me, I think I find that candor refreshing. Yeah. For him to say, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, 35 years old. I think old, he was super honest about a lot of things, almost painfully obvious. Yeah. Uh, honest and So maybe, so, so, so maybe, I mean, this, this, this approach, it's clear that they, once he got wind of, Brian Kelly taking a job at LSU. Notre Dame moved pretty fast. Faster than they ever have. And and I think that's obviously telling to his brand. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, I'm, I mean he has a couple of NFL offers. Uh there were coordinator offers, but mm-hmm. but yeah, man, congratulations to you. Yeah, man, super excited. And congratulations to black people in coaching. Yeah, I mean, especially at the collegiate level and especially in one of the blue bloods and one of the top five programs in the country. That endowment's something serious right there. Yeah, nah, for real. Um, in talking about college football, let's uh, recap a little bit. Um, we talked a little bit about, we were, when we talked last, we were going into the championship games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had our predictions, how we thought they were going to go. But before we predicted the games, we had sort of a discussion about what we thought, how things would play out, not just the result, but like what the games would be like. We got to start with um, Alabama, Georgia, um, because it's interesting in that you were right about your assessment of the game, uh, but it was against your team. Now that you've seen the game play out and you've, uh, we know what the result is, how do you feel about that result? And are you, does it change? your uh, original statement that you think you win in the rematch no it doesn't um i yes so for those if if you didn't listen to the last podcast i thought that uh georgia was going to lose the game i'm a georgia fan um i told everybody that would listen to me which normally not not that many people but bet alabama money line um because nick saban and what i and i I was so i I felt normally i don't i don't take a whole lot of Silas and you know and but when 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 they when they played the clip with him talking about you know the all the media uh basically saying how bad they were normally that's something that Nick he's very rarely in that in that spot normally the media is telling his team how great they are and so that week I you know I said that he can actually turn on the uh the you could tell his team to turn on the radio turn on the television listen to listen to everybody telling you how bad you're going to lose and what you can't do 
So the rat poison, as everybody knows what it is now, was was actually, you know, it served. He said it was yummy. He did. It served. The rat poison was yummy, and it served them well. Um, but I don't think I don't think the game had anything to do with like I still don't think the game had to do with whose motivation. Like there was enough on the line on both for both teams. Correct. I think one team was better than the other two. Well, okay, so you know, with 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 sports in particular, you know, most of the time, particularly when you have similar talent, it's mental. And if you can play, and if you can, if if your team is more motivated, because Alabama was playing to stay in the playoffs. If they lose that game, they're out. Georgia was basically in effect, barring something, you know, that we barring something unexpected was going to be still in it whether they lost the game or not. They're, they lost the game. They're still in it. So for me, I thought that, you know, having Alabama had a lot more to play for, not only the SEC title, but the pundits telling them what they wasn't going to do and the opportunity to, to be in the playoffs for seven out of eight years. Like since 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 they started the, the college football playoffs, mm-hmm. it's been eight years. They've been in that mug seven years. So, I mean, that's that. OK, that was my take on it. Now going into the 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 rematch because they're going to beat Michigan um and I, I believe that Georgia will have the same edge that uh Alabama had coming in and I think Georgia actually wins that game so you think this is all about motivation you think it's just who's ever the most mo- like yes what you saw on the field didn't concern you that they blocked y'all no because in the second like they no, blocked y'all like they, nobody they, blocked y'all all season and they, they did and they, they don't even have a good o-line in that second half and that's and i'm sorry in the second quarter is where they won the game they scored 24 points in mm-hmm. the second quarter and they scored one more touchdown i believe the whole game on the offensive side yeah so the adjustment was seemingly made uh at halftime the problem was was that i think we had dug ourselves a hole so deep that you know we couldn't run the ball uh because we were playing catch up well, we couldn't we couldn't stick with the run game, and you're forcing Bennett to, and, and, and to his credit, 340 yards passing, two three touchdowns, two picks though. Yeah. Um. So he still and he still you know he still played well. Um. But, but I think that that that, that second quarter, which Georgia hadn't given up over 17 points in an entire game, they gave, they gave up, up 24 quarter. in yeah. that quarter, and you know Georgia came out to a 10 point lead in the first quarter, but, um. I mean, shout out to just Alabama, Bryce Young. Uh, I believe it was 421 yards passing, um, 400 and, let me uh, 461 total yards of offense. They were both uh, SEC championship records. Um, going into these, but going into the next. Now, here's here's another thing though. I think that I would take. Okay, so for if you don't know, Alabama's playing Cincinnati um, in the 3:30 game on New Year's Eve. To that's the the semifinal. They're favored by 14 points. I would take Cincinnati in that in that um, because I feel like first of all I don't necessarily know Alabama may find it a little bit harder to get up for Cincinnati and I think Cincinnati is again the mental thing so I think Alabama wins the game but I don't think they cover. You put a lot on motivation. Yes, because I, I mean because if you look at you look at if if they're similarly talented then. Uh, particularly with, when we're talking about Georgia, Alabama, yeah. but I think I think Alabama could be looking ahead. But I think I think the big difference. That's why that's why I think those fourteen points. That's a lot. Well, I think this is a betting. I'm turning this into a betting. Well, I, I think I think here, here's my take on, it. and I know we were going to talk about all the games, but we'll 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 just sort of narrow it down to, the ones to Georgia, Alabama. Oh. Um, I think there was a coaching mismatch. I think that uh, Kirby is showing himself to not be a big game coach. Um, 
he doesn't have his teams ready. Now, you call it motivation, you call it whatever, but coaches get paid a lot of money to get their guys ready. And I think that there was plenty of motivation. Uh, Georgia uh, Bulldogs haven't won a title in uh, going on 41 years. Uh, I think there's plenty of motivation for them to win that game and get Alabama out of that tournament. Um, and for him to not coach from that or not get his guys up, I think he's going to live to regret that. So, um, so, but this was the best. This was the best opportunity for Georgia to win of all the years that they sort of been knocking at the door. This is the best one, but I think it went out the door when they couldn't get Alabama out the turn. Out the so, with him having Nick Saban down double digits in the four time every game they played. You think that that you think because that there's you a coaching to, you, you think a coaching mismatch? I think it's an absolute coaching mismatch. So to mismatch. have him down, I mean, because that's because not it, a mismatch well, when you're you down to about double off, digit You don't points. get to walk off the field when you get up. It ain't. Well, yeah, it ain't but like it's not a, a complete game. blow. It took a it took a hail mary to beat him uh, in twenty. You always call that a hail mary. I, it was. It wasn't a hail mary. It was. You you're circling back like Tecmo Bowl and you just hurl the ball up there. That that's, wasn't a that's, play. That's not the. That, it was a play. Well, it's not a play. Do, re, re, if you look at that play again, I, I play if you look at that times. play again, he was a under Hail duress. Mary he was is, under duress. First of all, and he was circling. It was worse than a hail mary because he's just like he's he's serpentining back. Whatever you need to self soothe. No, that's whatever you need to self soothe. That's the play. A hail mary is I threw a ball up and you create a 50-50 fact, It's, it's worse than a hail mary because he hit an NFL quarterback hit an NFL wide receiver in stride on whoever was on a broken play. It wasn't a broken play. It was, a guy that's just not came the free. play. That's not. Yeah, a guy and just he, came was, free. And he was circling. He was. He but was that was the route. Back. It wasn't he, like that. Wasn't the route. It's a go route. That, that's a hail mary route, that, right? No, it's so, a streak. So, 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 so streaks ain't on a hail mary. A streak is the same route, but a hail mary is a, a by definition a a hail mary. I'm hoping that my guy comes down in an equal pass. Your man wasn't even in the contention for the catch the ball. So so you're hoping it wasn't a jump so he, ball. He was hoping it, so, it wasn't a jump ball. So you it so, wasn't close. so so that's how they drew it up. Well, obviously that was the play. If it was blocked, he would have still. If they would have blocked the uh, the guy who put pressure, he still would have got your corner. Still got toasted. Malcolm, it would have been an easier hey, throw. Ain't nobody seen Malcolm Parrish since. <laughs> but anyway, the point being is this: I think because you don't get to run off the field if you go up two touchdowns. But that, but that proves that it's not a coaching mismatch. They have him down every at well, halftime in some, every game. You know why it's a mismatch? Is because. He won the game, Jordan, so now it's a mismatch. Because well, every time they play, it's the same result. I don't think so. It's a the adjustments are not being and made. And I don't well think Nick enough. feels is a mismatch either. Well, what he, he, what? well, of course. Why would Nick feel anything? He keep he continue to stump y'all out. Like why, he don't need to feel anything. Like I just think at some point Georgia needs to step up and win the game when they show up. I don't even know if it's gonna happen against Michigan, but I don't think I put it this way: if they get back to the championship, I'm not betting on them. I bet on them this weekend. I wouldn't do it again. Nick, Michigan is it's just a mismatch. I mean, Michigan averaged six yards a carry against Iowa. Dang, or average that against Georgia. K. McNamara has only thrown over 200 yards four times this season. They gonna need him to do a lot. He ain't no Bryce Young. He's only thrown sixteen. No, of touchdowns. course not. So, course so not. it's just it, it's it's style. If you want to go to Styles make fights, Michigan. I, I would take Georgia and the points. And Michigan's offensive line is significantly better than the one that shut your defensive line down in that second quarter because they because they found pressure on on Bryce Young throughout the whole second half. But. They're not going to average six yards, six and a half yards a carry. You, I mean, and we'll get into that when we get closer to that because we're like more or less three a weeks, month away, yeah. three weeks from that. So we'll get into breaking that game down. Let's. Uh, Sorry, let's, I got ahead of myself. No, no, no. Listen, let's. Uh, no, that's a. Uh, it should feel personal. It should feel personal. It's personal. It's, I don't think it's personal enough for Georgia fans. I think they okay with being second fiddle to Bama. I said it. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't. I think know y'all okay. Who, I think y'all okay. Yeah, I don't know who shares that sentence. I think y'all. y'all you, just, love, you just made that up. 
I He's think y'all love the SEC East titles. Hang them banners. That's what I, I'm a, that's hey, what I feel. Hey, the, the last Let's word goes to this guy. <laughs> Point me. Um, NBA. Let's talk about your man. Well, let's talk about Stephen A. We don't really talk about Stephen A. on this show. I like Stephen A. enough, but I think he's uh, he's absolutely the face of ESPN. But he said something. Uh, he's been very critical. And actually, now, since we originally sort of put this on the table for topics, Charles Barkley. Did you see Charles Barkley's comments? I, I reject Charles Barkley's comments well, just, I was ca- watching- just categ- as, a, as a rule. Yeah, I am not a Charles Barkley guy at all. But both of them have been uh, very critical of the Lakers. Charles was going in on uh, Anthony Davis, saying this is basically – Charles Barkley said this is all Anthony Davis' fault. Everything that's going on in L.A. is all Anthony Davis' fault. Um, Stephen A. is saying the Lakers are – On the verge. The verge of uh, irrelevance and all of that. And I think a lot of that – is hyperbole and and let me reset the record. I'm a Laker hater. Not hey, a Le- you're not a Le- you're a LeBron hater. More specific. Okay, that's facts. That is absolute facts. I am not a fan of LeBron's. But you don't hate the Lakers. Court career, and 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 it wasn't until he showed up in a Laker uniform that I had an issue with Lakers. So in all fairness, um, but I'd be rooting for them to lose, uh, because I do that, um. But now people are saying some of the same things that I was saying uh, in the offseason when they put this roster together that I, that I didn't think would work. Um, and it's it's even last night they, they they had a big lead. Did you watch the game? I watched till halftime. Um, they opened up a big lead and they still managed to get. They don't close out real well. They, they closed out the second half real well. Yeah, but it's like they still give up. Like they had leads in the game, and then they would let teams. But they won back by in. like what? Fifteen? Yeah, they won by fifteen. But there were times when they were up like twenty something. Oh, I didn't know that. But I do yeah. know that I think uh, either they were up five or down five at halftime. Yeah, it was. It was up five. They were up five, and what I've seen uh, in in recent uh, last couple of games, um, minus I forget the uh, the game that was, uh, but they, it seemed like they've been making the second half defensive adjustments. Um, the first half they come out looking like you know any uh, the the last place uh, yeah. defensive team, and then in the second half they've been able to make those adjustments. Um, I watched Stephen A.'s comments. I actually I actually agree with him to a point um, because he is right in the in the broad sense of of of, of his narrative. Uh, because you we've seen teams in the past try to load up on uh, old veterans past their prime. And they end up; it just ends up looking goofy. Which um, ones are the guys that you think on the team are are clearly past their prime? Anybody that's past, you know, fifteen years, year fifteen, right? I mean, you got Melo, who's clearly past his prime. He's you know a bench player who comes in. He didn't have a great game last night. Um, LeBron's clearly past his prime, even though he scored thirty last night. I mean, he's not the LeBron that you know was in Miami and those. Well, those I mean, players. I think they're in an advanced age, but I don't think any of these guys are. Well, you think so far? You think past he, their pr- prime you, production? So you say? Are you saying that LeBron is in his prime? No, no, no. I'm saying no, no, no. Be clear on what I'm saying. I, I, I think, think AD is. I think he's a, is closest to their prime. Yeah, I mean, obviously in years. That's you how know, you measure it. No, you measure it in production. Man, 19, you're 19. But you I measure it in production. Production, like, you measure production, like athleticism, LeBron's, all LeBron's that. production and particularly is suffering, not off But it's suffering on the defensive end, though. On the defensive 100%. end, he's way past. And he's taking prime. more of threes. He's, he's taking, taking more. Yeah. Well, 40, 40% of his shots but, are from but, three. But I think, though, to his credit, that it's kind of like take metamorphosis. He's t- his game is metamorphosizing mm-hmm. <laughs> into kind of like what Mike 
and Kobe were doing later in their career with that. You, you have to develop yeah. you have mm-hmm. to develop that jump shot in yeah. order so that you don't have to so in the fourth quarter if you do have to go in there and get a bucket, yeah. you got some yeah, you, can, you got something to, you got something to So and I noticed that bag. particularly in the Indiana game where they won in overtime, he had a lot of amazing deep deep threes and I, oh, okay, he's been working. I mean, I know he's been but seemingly he's been putting more of a focus on it, but to to where Stephen A, he is correct because I mean when you look at the you look at the the record, I think they're one game above 500. Yeah. But where I have to jump off that that boat a little bit is that as long as if, if that team is is running out their three guys and you got to be healthy, I think that they that I will reserve the ringing the alarm. We got to file Frank Vogel, you know, abandon ship until if they stay healthy, then I believe that they have a shot. Now they have dropped. Did you know that the Nets are still favored from? Vegas standpoint, there's still the odds on favor to win the championship, even yeah. even with Golden State playing as well. I was surprised to see that, and, well, and and it's not just it's every sports book. Yeah, no, I mean I think it's uh you know better the betting lines are always designed to get people to lay the money down. action. That's true. Uh, it's yeah. not necessarily an indication of what they believe will happen. So so what do you, how do you feel? Um, I, oh, and you know what it told me though. To, and after I just asked you a question and I cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what it told me though was I think that they believe that Kyrie's coming back. Well, I, I mean, he's not off the team. No, he's not. But I, I mean, you've heard nothing about him like softening his stance on getting no, I vaccinated. Don't, I, well, I don't think he's going to soften his stance at all. So, I, how, I mean, how do you how do you see that playing out? Because, because I don't think they change. I don't think they win. The, things I, can change in the world. I've seen that from time to time. Yeah, yeah but I'm saying like in terms of what the mandates are in the state. Yeah. Yeah, they can change, and that would open up for him to to be able to play. And the the other the reality of it is, the team can access him when they feel like it, relative to road games. Facts. So, so did you? But do you they think- just made a conscious decision to do it? One of the things that's interesting about Brooklyn, though, um, top three in defense. Yes, and 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 if Kyrie comes back, that's obviously going to drop. Yeah. So you, you you're getting and they're playing more defensive lineups. Yes, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. Right? We didn't plan on talking about this, but Memphis is a much yeah. better defensive team without John Moran. Yeah, much better. Yeah, but they're still and they're still up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So 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 when I mean, you look playing, at so you there. remember? So no, no, no. When they're when they're when they when he's in when he's in there, they're bottom three. They are bottom three. When so he, how when, how long has he been out? He's been out like not long. Been out like five or six games. So just in the in the five or six games, that's what's pushed him into. I think they're top, top six, top five. Top six. Now, now you make me wish I would have brought my laptop. But I I know this because I I target that defense in DFS when oh, okay. he's playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so what I do is what you can do is you can obviously use the sample size. You can change it from five games to six games. Yeah. So you look and, and so I got my ass caught in the blender. Targeting them when he got hurt. Yeah, and, I mean they they came out and held you know holding teams under hundred points in like yeah. four straight games. So anyway, point is sorry to to, to, to so Kyrie want to come back. You, you're trading a little bit of of you're trading a lot of defense for a lot of offense. Yeah, is that something that you would do? Absolutely, because I think in once you get into, when they second in the East right now or they first third. Brooklyn's third? No, they're first in the East. No, I'm talking about, yeah. In oh, the standing, I, yeah, yeah, third first. in yeah. defense. Yeah, so, I mean, it can't yeah. get a whole lot better than more first. Well, I think where they've struggled against good teams is in scoring punch because uh, Harden's trying to figure it out. Yeah, but, I mean, he normally does. I, I think, and I do think that Harden I think his perimeter shot is deserting starts both. to play a lot better like he did – in the second half of the season, I think I think those veteran teams like I think LeBron comes on, I think Harden comes on, 
Um, and then it'll be interesting to see what the Warriors look like when Clay comes back. Yeah, because as um, we talked about last week, they gotta they gotta work him back in. Man, I, the NBA for me is just the best for plots night in, night out. Yeah. You you look at like last night's slate for when y'all see this. Last night's slate will have been uh, Tuesday night. It was only three games, but you still had Boston, L.A. Yeah. You know, you had Brooklyn. Brooklyn played last night. Yeah. Uh, who did Brooklyn play? Dallas. Brooklyn played Dallas. You still had, like, games that were pretty – if you're an yeah. NBA fan, must see. I mean, you want to see Luka. versus Durant. Yeah, you want to see Tatum. You want to see yeah. LeBron. You, man, so, anyway. Yeah, no, it was uh, – last night was – I watched uh, both games, actually, uh, front to back and enjoyed uh, – I, well, I kind of checked out of the when it became clear that the Lakers were going to win. Uh, I, <laughs> nothing to see here. <laughs> nothing to see here. Let me go ahead um, and see this Golden Girls. I started, no, no, I literally started watching a Christmas film or something uh, after that. I want to uh, shout out my Bulls real quick. Sorry about that. Uh, I want to shout out my Bulls real quick. Um, had an unbelievable win on Monday uh, against Denver at home. Down four guys, down DeRozan, down Javante Green, down Caruso, and down uh, one other guy. Um, they just down. We were down, but they and, but they was up. But and they won. Man, the guys they battled. Um, the guys, you know, Levine is is top ten player, uh, looking like an all star again. Um, Vooch Vucci Main uh, put up had a great night. I think he put up twenty, and then uh, Lonzo stepped up and put up twenty. Uh, was hitting the shot. Like, I think, like, Billy Donovan is doing an amazing job. But I think the resurgence of the Bulls, you got to give to uh, Arturis Karnasovic, who is our uh, EVP of basketball operations. Cleared that roster, remade the roster, and now he doesn't get a lot of credit for this. We didn't have a first-round pick. So we ended up taking this kid, Ayo DeSomo, from University of Illinois. I don't know how he slipped to the second round. Uh, He was... uh, uh, a consensus All-American his second year in college. Uh, he was All-Big Ten first two years, incoming freshman of the year, and Big Ten uh, player, Big Ten tournament uh, MVP. And for some reason slipped, six four guard, combo guard, slipped to the second round. He's been getting uh, important rotational minutes from the first game of the season. That doesn't happen. A second-round pick in the NBA in the rotation immediately – Got his first start in that Denver game. Got 11 points, eight assists, six rebounds, six shot, six, six shot attempts. Um, very efficient. Derrick Jones um, stepping up too. Derrick Jones is stepping up too. So, But I think what you're seeing in the Bulls is the ability to find those hidden gems. And what you see with the coaching is guys – you know, in their roles. Billy Donovan's good with young talent. Yeah, and he's doing like a the, great the job. The young guys he's really, really yeah. good with. Uh, maybe he goes to just college coaching pedigree a little bit. Yeah, there. I mean, I would imagine that his ability to relate has a lot to do with that. And we're young in the sense that the team had not played together. You brought in a lot of new pieces. You got Caruso, you got DeRozan, you got Vooch, who came in the middle of last year, and now they're blending their talent with the rookies and Javante Green. Like, it's all new. It's playing off. Now, it's a long season. Hawks are coming on strong. Teams that started off strong are slipping. Wizards are slipping a little bit. Um, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. 
will let it play out. Yeah, we got to see how it all play out. We got to see how it play. You, God you gotta forbid I make a prediction and be wrong. <laughs> no, nah, we could, shit, you gonna no, be you wrong. Know, you know we're predictors. Yeah, we, I mean, we, look, we, you take the- you We take lay the, it on the line. We lay it on the line, we document ourselves, and then we come back and we check it. Um, let's have a little fun right now. Um, we're going to do, if you were a fan of the show um, when we were on before, we, we used to have a segment called Heaven or Hell where where you and I- Take it upon ourselves to determine who's going to heaven and who's going to hell based on their deeds. Now we're gonna switch it up a little bit this time because we're gonna do the TV and movie edition of Heaven or Hell. So we're gonna determine whether TV and movie characters how they would be judged if they went to hell or heaven uh, as their characters. Okay. All right. So well, you I, go, I'm excited. You, you go I'm first? excited. I'm excited. Um, you want me to go? You got more than me, so you go first. Okay, all right. So, so and and just so y'all know, we don't tell each other what we're gonna what we're gonna bring. Yeah, and so this is like and this is gonna be open to the production crew too, because we always include. So, Seth, you guys get to vote, okay? Seth and Jackson and Josh, okay. So the first one, the first one that I have is uh, Marv and Harry from Home Alone. They was trying to they were trying to kidnap Kevin and rob the That McCallister. was their names? Marvin Marv and Harry. Yeah, they would have robbed Joe Pesci. Yeah, Joe Pesci. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I if, So were they trying to get the kid or were they trying to They were to trying to, to rob, but they knew he was there by himself. Freaks. I, you know, they targeted the home and they knew he was there. And then he knocked on the door. He was like, "Come, on, we know you're in there and you're all alone." <laughs> and wait that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. That's what Joe is that Joe did Joe Pesci's name? I think that was uh Harry said that. Anyway, and they tried to get him again in New York in part two, didn't it? They didn't start. They got out of jail and they ran up on him and they was like, How oh, come they weren't in jail from the first time. They was in jail, but they got, they got out. out. They got out. And they and then, you know White privilege. Ke- Kevin Goofass. They were black, they still be in there. Yeah, he get, he took the wrong plane, you know, to and got to New York by himself. And they found his ass. They need to put his parents in, in they hell. They definitely his, need his to put his parents in jail. So about do so do you think they were just you think they were just criminals that, you know, were just uh just trying to rob you, or do you think that they were actually sinister enough to be sent down to hell? You think Marvin Harry go to heaven? They were trying to hit a lick with trying a kid. Trying to hit a lick is they, not noble. I think heaven sooner would go to hell. Yeah. Cause he does way more messed up. But he's he's a mischievous kid. He was brutal. Though. He was brutal. He's like psychopathic. Kevin? At such a young age too. He was trying to defend the crib. But he was having fun with it. You would tell he liked it If they don't run up on him, he ain't having fun with nothing. They right. trying to damn it. So what is it? So he's going to heaven for the for the criminals. Heaven for and the hell criminals. For the poor little Kevin. Y'all are funny. Okay. I I, I I'm gonna say Kevin wasn't even a part of the question. I think, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, they were breaking in the houses, man. Go to With hell. With children. Yeah, go to hell. Go to and hell. I also, well, they wasn't in here, but I think uh, kept the McAllisters, the parents need to go to the, uh, some sort of, just spend a little some time in jail. Parent training or yeah. something. Um, okay, so my first one is, I'm going to go with Daryl from Coming to America. Why would he go to hell? Daryl was a terrible person. He's, but let's, he, well, let's break it down. I'm going to break it down. How was he terrible? So the first thing, we're going to go small to large, right? Okay. So he threw a shake, a strawberry shake at that. You already, you already can't trust you order a strawberry shake. 
He was but a you dick. threw a strawberry shake at Aki. Hey, take care of this for me. Yeah, and just threw it. And no, no, that was just out of pocket, right? It was. He took credit for the money that was given at the Black Awareness Rally that he know he didn't put in the basket. He didn't actually say but that I was, did. He no, just but, went. He, but that actually, was deceptive. He, he said anything for it was deceptive. It was very. But he deceptive. did not take credit. Right. Okay. <laughs> that, that is a little. That is a little slimy. I'm just saying. Hey, oh no, 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 no. Even more than that, when they passed the plate, he, he passed went, the he plate. He passed the plate. Yeah. Oh. And it was his yeah. girl's thing. Yeah. And why was it, if it was his girl thing? Why he in like the, the crowd? Why he ain't like on the side backstage? So anyway. So so there's that. There's that. He announced his engagement in front of a crowd without, without actually consulting. asking. His girl. He asked the daddy, though. He asked the daddy, but then it's like, you know that ain't how things go no you more. You gonna do what we gonna tell you. And, so, and that's what I'm saying. is an ind indication that if you gonna just decide I'm gonna get married, then he'd be like, you know, I'm gonna take what I want. Yeah, hey, hey, You hey. know what I want. That's the Prince of Soul Glow. He get what he want. Yeah, you know nah, I mean? see. So, okay. Then he hid under the table when Sam Jackson robbed McDowell's. He did. He did, and right? uh, and Akeem had to get the mop on his ass. Yeah, and Akeem had to step up, be a man. And then when it's at the end, he smashed his ex girlfriend's sister. That yeah, but but he was just trying to come in because he was raining. He was trying to it was raining. So it's, but, and she said, no, "Come well, on yeah, in, she, let's she, get you well, out of those well, clothes." She was a whore. She was, and I like that. <laughs> I like Patrice. Hey, shout out to Patrice. Wherever you at, I'm with it. Hey, she played the hell out of that hua role, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Cause she would, she would, she was finna smash a king. She had, oh, she was, she was giving, you know. She uh, was gonna give it to the city, too. Feeling on his Johnson at the yeah. Nick game up underneath the yeah. coat. On hey, his bizzle. For every girl that identifies with Patrice, man, that's what's up. So I just get along, I, right? I think I you want to invite her to the party. I think for Daryl, it's 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 an accumulative effect because a lot of times, because you know what happens, people think they're going to heaven for being a good person, just doing good deeds. If you do a series of bad deeds, shouldn't you go to hell? Yeah, but it's just like I mean, he's done a series of bad deeds, and that was just the two hours that we saw him in the movie. Facts. We don't really know what the rest of his life looked like, but it wasn't opposite of but that. But do you think it's worth being damned to hell? If being a good person gets you in heaven, then being a bad person should get you to hell. Okay, based on that logic, then I would have to just if if that's all we're doing. Unless he I asked mean, for forgiveness. Let's see, and I think I think he could have probably might have done asked for a little bit of that forgiveness, just a little bit. No, but I'm just saying I'm putting him up. What do y'all think, Daryl? Daryl, heaven to hell, based on his deed. Hell, damn. Oh, okay. All right, I'll say, I'll say. Heaven, but he don't have like the A one access. Like he just don't get to walk up on Jesus when he feel like it, and he don't get to like you know be like holla at Martin Luther King. Like he just like in there, but he just he he ain't in the good part. You know his streets is like asphalt; they not covered in gold. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he he in he ain't burning. You know he got a curl too. So if he was in hell, oh my gosh! All right, All right you okay, go. next one. All right, Prince's daddy, Francis L. Francis from Purple L. Rain. Heaven or hell? Hell. Yeah. Hell. Don't I, I keep the heat on? Is it smacking? Like, come on. What, he what, was a white beater. What it did it for me was when she was crying, and he, she said, you never let me have any fun. Do you know how much of an asshole you got to be for you to beat, after beating your wife, She just, all she want to do is have a little bit of that fun? Yeah. 
and and so I I was like that that even in in my eight year old self when I saw that that kind of why would you that messed me up purple rate at eight I, it came on cable I was like man they didn't take me to see it but when it okay. came on man when that, when them lights first came on and let's go crazy I was like oh oh yeah because I was gonna say you oh. weren't even born wait, wait you were yeah you were like six yeah I was six six so, or seven so I didn't yeah. go actually to the movie yeah. but I when it came on at HBO I was all in especially when he had Apollonia on that bed what. <laughs> But, but the point is though, but but I think he was troubled though. He was a frustrated musician, you know what I mean. And he did keep the heat on. You get that's <laughs> not. Let's move on. I'm not even gonna let you go there. I'm not even gonna let you go where you about to go. I'm just saying, it's, right. hard, it's hard for a black so, man to keep the heat on in Minnesota. That's all. I'm but that is not. It's cold as hell up there. It is. If you but manage you to keep the heat on, you can't. Intermittent heat is bad but you in can't Minnesota. Start hitting your woman because you can't the, just because the heat. Saying stressed out and his and, and his son was like he ain't know what he was walking around with pumps. I mean, you coming up the steps with that again? Strong? Again, you can't start hitting people. I'm just saying it's just weird. Can't How do you process that? that? It's weird, but you can't hit anybody. You can't hit anybody. For I'm that. just saying. I, I mean, you 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 got to be a special dude to process that and be okay. You can process it, but you, you know can't know hit mean? anybody. All right. Um. So my 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 second one is is Fred Sanford. Heavens, have Fred going on. Okay, let me just lay out his deeds. He called his son dummy every single day. I think it was just every single day a term of affection. It was, and then Lamont was doing some dumb shit. Nah, but but imagine the the therapist bills that Lamont had to deal with after Fred died. Like like my dad, you you asking yourself, did my dad love me? He called me dummy every day. Yeah, you big dummy. Yeah, every day. Then. He disrespected his dead wife's sister every single day, called her names. He was a bully. Like, like he's by definition, by y'all's young people definition, Fred was a bully. And lastly, he was a racist. He was, he was, he was rude and racist to the neighbor, Julio, who used to come over. Julio was so nice. Julio was. Bring nice. him food, Mr. Sanford, bring him stuff, and he would talk shit about him. Fred was a Fred was a, a grumpy old man. First, you have to think about though what he went through. That was man. He was an entrepreneur in a time where they wasn't letting black dudes be entrepreneurs Yo, like that. Junkyard. Uh, yes, he was a junk man. You know, so that already in and of itself puts a certain level of 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 curmudgeonness because of all the things he had to do in order to get his business but off the ground. But when it comes time to have your heaven or hell resume evaluated, that that counts. Do, do they do we count? In and and you and you and you also leaving off the stress and the trauma. He lost his wife, Elizabeth. I mean, look, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, look, I know. Hey, look, if I lost my woman, I may turn into a little bit of that. That's Are all. you gonna call Robbie dummy every day? I call him a lot of things now. Worse than that, <laughs> <laughs> keeping it real, like, like, hey. Yo, okay, all right, all right. So I'm yeah. saying, okay, I'm just gonna say for what he had to accomplish, and he he was a single parent too. Yeah, heaven. I got a heaven. Fred G. Hanford. I said Hanford Sanford. All right. What do you say? I'm I. I'm, you, I'm actually up in the air because I think. Like at the end of the day, like if you if you screw your kids up, which I believe he did to Lamont. Lamont was fine. No, I don't think I think Lamont was average. He was an ordinary average. He made average decisions. He loved his dad though. He loved his dad, but he wasn't dumb. But he was living in a junkyard. So and he was living with his dad. That. There's yeah. all that. But they would make it that I mean that's a junkyard they own. 
Yeah, but it was a junk. He could have just showed up at the junkyard. You'd have to live in that mug. That's true. They could have got an apartment down the street. But maybe he was taking care of his daddy. Move him too. Like y'all can move. They didn't have to live. There's a lot of, but you don't know what options was available. That was could have been. They. I mean, you saw what they was pulling into. You seen that truck when it was coming on. It was hard out there. Yeah, yeah. And Lamont, you gotta try harder, man. Get a better truck. (laughs) Try harder. All right. right, You wish your next one. All right. So Lamont, (laughs) heaven or hell, he going to hell for being stupid. Curtis Taylor from Dream Girls. Okay. Give me the deeds. Kurt, uh, Curtis Taylor, what, I mean, he got them off the ground, you know, uh, got the label Wait, going. Wait, was Curtis Taylor the songwriter or was he? Curtis, Curtis Taylor was on the, that's Jamie Foxx character. What he so did, he was what like he did to Effie. Go, the, yeah, the, what the, he the, did the, to Effie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he did to Effie. Now, he gave everybody a start, you know what I'm saying? But he also, you know, when Effie had that one night only record, you know, he he pulled that off the shelf and gave it to, uh, what the, what Beyonce character name was? Diana. Dirty Diana? <laughs> no, I mean, no. it was basically a... Something like that. Yeah, um, type character. Yeah, and, and then I think, honestly, I'm going to keep it real. I think, you know, after he did what he did to Jimmy Early when they had, when he was playing that new song, uh, he called it a message record, and he was like, nah, we're not doing that. He was like, take that shirt off. You're embarrassing yourself. And then after that, that when, you know, Jimmy Early took the, you know, OD'd on the drugs. You know what I mean? I think he personally responsible because yeah, had he greenlit that record, which was a good record, it was a good record. But the Porsche not heard. <laughs> I'm saying, bro. I okay. Curtis Taylor, you know, and then and, and you know he he would hey man, Curtis Curtis now, but like I said, you know he sold all his Cadillacs, got me a Cadillac. <laughs> Sold his lax and got the label on it. Man, he, you know, he was, hey, back then you had to do what you had to do. He had to step into the bad side. Hoo, hoo, hoo. So, I think, you know, I, I mean. Are so, you literally singing the songs from the show? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> step into gonna take me right. So that's when they were like doing all the payola to yeah, the yeah, DJs yeah. and stuff. And, yeah. you know, it was, it was yeah. a pretty good scene transit. None of that rises. Like, that's some of that sounds just like leadership. <laughs> Like, like sometimes, like when you, some of that sounds like leadership. I mean, he's Effie. Effie sometimes was, you gotta take the record from over there and put that record over there. But like, Effie, Effie was living in a hovel. That was her one chance. I mean, he wasn't trying to put her to sleep, but like sometimes that record is better off. But it was a hit with Effie now. Effie, Effie no, had a, Effie wanna, had is, an this, afro. This one hits too. Effie close had time. an afro. Okay, with no product, no nothing, and and wearing dashikis walking around. It was sandals on. There's not a record executive. Terrible. There's not a record executive amongst us that hasn't had to weigh. But why do you have to take it? It wasn't his song. He found that. Re- I mean, he 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 came across the record. She was he wasn't signed to her no more. Hits matter. Heaven or hell, Mark Stewart. Heaven or hell. It's too bad. I think you put this out here just to trap me. I ain't trying to trap you. I just said, man. I'm not. I'm going to stick it. Heaven or hell, Curtis Taylor. Curtis Taylor. Heaven or I'm going to go hell on him, Curtis, man. He's a real shrewd, shrewd, man. And, and and Jimmy Early was embarrassing himself. He should have took that damn shirt off. That's leadership. Hey, okay, but then green light the record. Say, we're going to do the record, take the shirt, shirt off. So then you, 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 it's high. It's a message record. Everybody want to hear that? You give it high. Ain't nobody okay? hearing that. We're going to do this with you. And yeah. then when you tell him to take your shirt off, he happily take it off. Okay. He just take it off. Man, I don't know. Sometimes it don't be like that. The song was good, brother. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um, okay. He, 
He was super sad when he. he, he yeah, they was. He, no, he was crushed. Yeah, he cr- and then and shortly after that, yeah, you know, he went on and uh, went on and. Od, yeah. it was terrible, man. Know. Hey, R.I.P. to Jimmy Thunder early. Sad as shit. You gonna take a moment of silence? Yeah, man. I think about Jimmy from time to time, man. Yeah. Like that shit was. I know it's fictional, but it meant something to me. Yeah, nah, I feel you. I feel hey. you. Um, okay, so my, this is my last one. So then you could take him from on here because I only All did right. three. Um, this one's a little complex because it's gonna seem obvious on the surface. Quick from Harlem Nights. Now, Quick was a murderer. Quick killed his first person when he was seven or eight years old when my man was plotting the intricate plot at the gambling spot. The toothless guy, he shot him there, you know, in the very first scene of the movie. Uh, then he killed Dominique, Dominique LaRue after he smashed, which is some whole other gangster shit. She pulled a gun on him. She did. Then he killed, he didn't kill, he didn't kill Tommy Smalls. Mr. Calhoun killed Tommy Small. Yeah. But he killed all of Tommy Small's he, boys. He was going to visit Tommy. Yeah. Tommy. Killed Tommy. all of Tommy Small's boys, and except for one, but you could actually blame him for that because they was going to shoot Tommy, then they shot Junior on the way to kill Tommy. They did shoot Junior. They shot Junior in the back of the head with the machine gun. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and Arsenio was crying. Yeah. He, like, he was crying already, he was but then he started crying, crying more. He was like, they shot Junior. Yeah. yeah. And they shot my and they shot Tommy, right? I just think I just think that and, and no 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 I'm not done. Oh okay. He beat up a very large buxom woman and then shot her in the foot. She did, she she kept on though. She did keep on, but just shoot you you don't pull your gun up like she even said. I, I can't believe you put your gun on me. She challenged him to the fight. She did, but you can't if a woman challenged you to if a buxom woman with, with all up in your face if she try to fight you you're just gonna be like I, I ain't finna fight you it's different like okay you so jerome slammed a woman that was trying to get with morris in the dumpster in purple rain yeah. like it's different back then that's all i'm saying <laughs> and nobody said nothing nobody said yeah. anything about that's abuse he literally slammed this woman in the dumpster nobody said a thing right but i'm i'm, I'm, Prince, I'm creating the context mush here. mush apollonia all in the face ain't nobody said prince ladies man to this day in his grave he a ladies man and, and lastly, Quick killed, he was part of the plot to kill Mr. Calhoun and his entire gang in the explosion. Correct. So he got about, by my count, 13, 14 bodies. Now, the only thing I can say, and this is where the dilemma, because normally if somebody murders 13 to 14 people, we can all pretty much say they are going to hell. But everybody that Quick killed tried to kill him. What? Is there any justification? Dominique tried to kill him. Tommy's brother was trying to, Tommy Small's brother tried to kill him. Mr. Calhoun was trying to kill him and run him out of town. And even, even the buxom woman pulled a knife on him. And challenged him to a fight. But she pulled a knife. Like, challenge to a fight is one thing. You pull it, because he told her, he said, now you put that knife away, I'm going to blow off your pinky toe. That's what he told her. And he and he kept his word, kept his like word. like a good so, man. So he's a man of his word. He's a murderer, but he's also a man of his word. So because they were coming at him, and because that his life was threatened, was like, there justification? Does he get to go to heaven? I'm gonna start off by just saying, first off, you're talking about a child that was homeless. 
Yeah. Okay. He was homeless. Started he, said, out, he started out behind a bus. He said, where you live? He said, I don't live nowhere. Yeah. So already he just coming up in the environment and he, you know, he's learning the game from killers. So obviously that's what, you know, he became. But like you said, he wasn't just out here on some, you know, Jack the Ripper, like, you know, they were trying to conduct and not only Calhoun was trying to kill him, they was also trying to put Sugar Ray's out of business. Yeah. So but, they were trying to kill him the, and take the bread. Yeah. So But you could have they reopened Sugar Ray's somewhere else. They could have, but well, they did. I mean, that's why they were leaving. They were leaving to get the loot <laughs> and then go and do their thing. So that part of it was cool, but they killed him knowing that if they didn't kill Calhoun and the gang, they would come after LaRue him. LaRue would be alive today after the smashing if she didn't try to kill him. That's I mean, what I said. That's Every, what I'm saying. Everybody, everybody that he killed so that, that's one less or that he shot came at him. I think I think I, I would like to think in my heart that Quick is smiling down on us right now. So I'm going to say. He was a snappy dresser. He was a very, and he had a nice product in his head. And his, I was going to say, his hair looked good. His hair looked real good. He knew the champ. Yep. He was on first name basis with the champ. First name. You know what I'm saying? A lot and, of ladies around too. And, and, and Pretty he, ladies. And Even he back was, then. He was a loyal protector to Sugar Ray. Oh, very loyal. Loyal. Yeah. And the whole game. And the whole game. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, that's the type of dude I want next to me. Yeah. So I'm going to go definitely heaven first ballot and he he got the good access he ain't talking to jesus yeah you can't you can't have that many bodies and but you know. he in there he passed uh uh who i say just got in there but the first uh who who's in there anyway he he in he in there he he got yeah, he, he got like through. he got like the uh you know the bronze package right he just just access he in there yeah he's in there he in there you gotta pay for, yeah i was gonna make yeah anyway yeah <laughs> he <laughs> you, in go. There. you got the rest you got it okay all right um let's see precious mama from the movie precious see i didn't see it you didn't see that one it's that movie aesthetically was just too it just didn't look nice it wasn't i like pretty movies me too me too. It didn't. It, did, it looked it very didn't, depressing. It looked. It looked. It had, it made, did y'all the, see the, Precious? The trailer made me sad. Yeah, see, pre- all right. So we'll move on from Precious. What about? Okay. How about this? What about Tony Montana from Scarface? We already talked about him. What about Michael Corleone? We talked about him too. We didn't talk about Michael Corleone. Yeah, we did. Are you sure? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Okay. I know we didn't talk about this one. Now, now this is veering off the fictional, but you know what I'm saying. I feel like we need to bring it to the table. Craig Brewer, the director for Coming to America Part Two, Heaven or Hell. Well, Craig Brewer. I, I'm not I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing this with you. I'm just saying he absolutely, you know, I think I think he's a part of covert attempt to take down Eddie. You know what I mean? That's what I think. You know? How do you take how do you take it's, it's so funny because we we've had this sort of come up in previous podcasts where We've both admitted, and we're doing it now, where we would blame anybody else other than Eddie for Eddie's failures. He directed it, though. You know what but I'm Eddie saying? Was, like, at this point, Eddie is everything. He's Ed, executive Eddie over here. He over here doing what? Okay, is it good? No, Craig, no, no, like, no. Yeah. Like, Eddie did that for two movies. Trading Places in 48 Hours. He's been running the show ever since. It say Craig Brew on the directed. Yeah, but if Eddie didn't want to do it, guess what? Craig wouldn't be directing it. And he signed off on that. He signed off on the script. He signed off on everything. Right or wrong? Nah. He the director. No? The director. No? You gonna you gonna let Craig off the hook on this? 
I'm not. If you're gonna put Craig heaven on the you gotta put everybody else. No, I'm sure it's Craig is direction. a lovely person. He's going to heaven. He going to heaven for what he did to 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 uh, uh, African American institution, a classic. Well, then blame you. Do you blame uh, John Landers for uh, Beverly Hills Cop Three? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay, so send him to hell too. He going, hey, no, but John Landis directed. John Landis, he did uh, Trading Places. He did, yeah, he did Trading Places, yeah. and he did. Uh, then he directed First Coming to America. Yeah, yeah. So he definitely got he got too many goods. <laughs> to the, to the he took it all the way. <laughs> yeah, and, and with, he directed Thriller. Three. He directed Thriller. He's definitely in heaven. John and he Landis. did. Uh, he did. Um, American Werewolf in London, I think. I don't know. I, I know about that because I know that Michael liked that, so that's yeah, why no, he I got seen that thing. You seen? I, yeah, I seen that. What movie. it was doing was in there? It was a good. It was entertaining. It was it was some weirdo shit, but it was entertaining. Yeah, I'm scared of things turning into wolves and stuff, man. Like I don't like all. But that. not three six mafia. Nah, cause it's slob on my knob. Like I could get with that. Like I I I like saying that. You know what I mean? Like before, <laughs> I used to call her. I hope she slob on my knob. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> We we're definitely not no longer. Off if we were rails. ever a family show, we are no longer a family show. Although my family is in close proximity to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all their light skinned glory. Wow, that's funny. What well, do, do you have any more? Do you, do you have any more? Uh, let me see if let me see if I want to do any more. Um, have you seen uh Boys in the Hood? Yes, Doughboy from Boys in the Hood. Doughboy, it was Ice Cube's character. Yeah, of course. Um, Heaven. So he said heaven. So so Doughboy, for those that don't know, he was the gangster brother. His brother Ricky was going to USC, and Doughboy was the gangster. Uh, I believe he was a, a Crip in that movie. Um, did and, they ever really say who was... Did they ever identify Crips and Bloods in that movie? Yes, they did. They didn't? Um, but yes, because if you remember, the people who... The, the, the guys who shot Ricky, they were Bloods. Did they ever say that, or do we were we to assume that through the? Through oh, the, I think well, I know. I th- it's been a minute since I seen the movie, yeah. but I think we were we we assumed that. But I know that right. they had uh, actually, uh, I believe they had claimed some sets in when they were on Crenshaw. If I'm yeah, not, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, at the yeah, car yeah, show. facts. Yeah, but but you know, Doughboy, you know, he avenged Ricky's day. He killed like three people. He ran up on them and found them, and he also let uh, Trey out the car. But he was a gangster though. He wasn't very nice to Ricky. He was not very nice to Ricky. And he was taking folks to see dead bodies. When was little. Ricky's mom was horrible to Doughboy. She was. Yeah, because. Because but, he was Doughboy. Because he was he laying was doing, on the couch drinking 40s yeah, all day. Yeah, he was doing gangster with shit. With a jury curl. She, I, mean, I mean, there was a cause and effect. He was doing gangster shit. She liked Ricky because he wasn't. He was very disrespectful. Oh, at the barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, yeah, yeah, hoes got to eat too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, move, man. The hoes got to eat. Too. Hey, that's messed up. That is messed but up. But I don't know if that's hell. But when it came down to it, though, when the family needed for him to step up and avenge Ricky's death. Did the family need that? I think so. I, I mean, I needed it in the theater. I wanted him to die. You ain't, hey, you ain't want him to die. Because Ricky, he was just drinking milk. How you going to kill the man? You know what I'm saying? For drinking some milk. Well, that was that was retaliation for him, uh, for him them kind of like getting into it at the car show on Crenshaw. Yeah. But you didn't have to shoot it back out with a double barrel shotgun. Yeah. And then and then I'm okay. I always wondered this: if Ricky's so fast and he going to USC, why? 
Yeah, why you ain't zigzagging? Yeah, or why I, you ain't just dip? Yeah. Why you like, ain't just dip behind a, you know, yeah. go around the corner? Yeah. You, what you going out? You in the alley running straight. Straight. Yeah, that, so, that was always my issue. So you already got a pretty good aim. If you got the gun and you already in the alley, you yeah. already, you know, able yeah, to. Yeah, make him, make him move that gun. Like, yeah. Make him, you know what I mean? You got to, and I'm not even quick. Yeah, so maybe. I still be, hey, I'll yeah, be slow yeah. motion. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be dropping on the ground. I'll be tumbling, yeah, jumping up. Be, I'll be looking, still be easily get me. Look at this. Let me look like, like look at this nigga rolling. I'll be looking like I'm doing parkour. I'll be all up on the walls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, man. And I think parkour is ridiculous, but I'll be doing it then. Though. No, it's that's crazy because they could die. Yeah, like they be like I'll be looking at that parkour like. You could have died from that. That's some, that's just some shit when you got like all your bills are paid. Yes. You ain't got mom and dad. Is got cool. the four hundred one k. I want to jump settled. from this scaffold onto this platform. Yeah. And then flip. Like what? The, why? What after that? Then what? And what if you miss? And they be missing. They be missing. They be like, oh, I broke my back trying to. Like, what's the payoff? What's the payoff of being a dope ass parkour dude? Anyway, point is, so Doughboy, heaven or hell? That boy going to heaven, but I think, uh, but I also think that he could have sat that one out. But like his dumb ass should have zigzag. I ain't finna go kill him. <laughs> like I'm not doing. That. I, I think, I think I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go against what I would normally do. I'm gonna go with with heaven because I do think that whether he knew it when Ricky was alive or not, he loved his brother. He did love his brother. He loved his and that brother. Was, and, and that was his way of showing his. And love. he tried to take care of his son. Which is his, you know, Doughboy's nephew yeah. saying, "Give me the baby." Yeah, yeah. He don't need, he don't to, be need to be seeing this. Be and why did the mugs bring? Okay, no, nah, he might need to go back to hell. Why are you gonna drive the body to the crib and bring him inside? Drive him to the hospital. You, he might still. Ricky may have still went to USC, been in the NFL. You never know what his future could have been. You don't know what he. And you took him to the house. Okay, true. But if he get hit with the same thing, you driving him to the house and laying him on the couch to my look, daddy. Oh, you gonna take him to Grady? I don't know if that's hell worthy, but I'm saying no. I'm not saying hell worthy, but I'm just saying, bro. You and then like like and you laid him on the couch. Like okay, you drive him any place but to the crib. Well, and lay him on the couch. But what you where he supposed to take him? To the hospital at a minimum. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Well, listen, man, let's, this is a good time to break. You saying heaven? I'm going to say heaven. I don't want to say. Because I think, I think his killing of the, uh, the uh, gang members. Yeah. <laughs> the gang members? Yeah. Uh, was uh, out of love. And his way of showing love. It was his way of showing love. Yeah, it's a, yeah. a and gangster's then, expression of and love. And then in the end, he just seemed repentant for the whole lifestyle. Yeah. Either they don't you know. know. Like either they don't know. They don't show, show. Or they don't care about what's, what's going, going on, on in the hood. hood. And he was like, he looked at the news, he's like, they ain't say nothing about my brother on the news last night. Yeah. But you just cooling on the on the on the porch after murdering three people with the 40. Like, I mean, I guess that's how it goes down out there. Yeah. I think I Hey, think, anyone from Compton, let us know. Is that how it still I just goes think down? that's hood life. I don't even know if that's specific to that that region. Like, oh, oh yeah, that's true. That's it true. It might just be, I don't know. Hey, somebody killed my brother. Uh, I don't know what I'm Yeah, and, and that's the thing. You don't it's a it's a rage, you know what I mean. And he had, and then they showed him he had just passed the test to get into USC. Yeah, or his the, mama was the, crying, the, holding the him. 
why even open it? Just, just don't. Because it's a movie. But so if he, so if he would have failed, if he would have failed, does she feel better? <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut it. That's a great place to end. Listen, <laughs> we thank y'all for tuning in. If you are still listening right now, God bless you. Um, please hit us and subscribe. Uh, hit like and get the notifications on our YouTube channel, which is uh, Statlines Matter. And also you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Statlines Matter. And um, yeah, and tell your friends. Like if you mess with us, let people know that we're here. We're doing something really great. Um, Rob is, you know, doing some amazing things. Follow him on his own channel called Laugh With Rob Hunter. Uh, where he's doing skits, he juggling, he doing all kinds of stuff over there. He's unicycle too. Unicycle. He got a ventriloquist. Uh, yeah, he do yeah. the. He don't move his mouth. Yeah, you know. But it's just my hand though. It's just his dog. hand though. He don't have a puppet. He just do his. What are you doing? <laughs> Slap on my knob, like corn on the cob. <laughs> Yo, this is Rob Hunter. I'm Mark Stewart. Peace. This is Stat Lines Matter. Bye, boy. I ain't come for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my. Say it to my face. I ain't come for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my. Say it to my face.